Every day, a small group of people are making quantum leaps forward, building wealth faster than most dream possible, almost like they have the Midas touch. On Breakaway Wealth, we'll unlock the secrets to breaking out of the herd, thinking big, and building wealth on our own terms. And now let's join our host, the founder of Create Tailwind and your abundance advocate, Jim Oliver. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Jim Oliver, your host. And with me today, I'd like to welcome Todd Fleming. Todd and I have known each other for a year or two, and uh, he's, a, he's a great young guy, got a lot of stuff going on. Welcome, Todd. Thank you so much for having me. The honor is all mine. Well, yeah, I, I thank you. And I appreciate uh, every time I talk to you, Todd, I think, man, we got to get Todd on the podcast and talk to him about some of the things that he's got going on because he's got a lot of great things going on, also, not just with the kingdom, but he's got some other stuff, even writing a book. Tell us a little bit about what you have going on, Todd, and what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So I am the founder of an educational company called The Kingdom Real Estate, which helps people go from zero, literally zero, to wherever that they want to be in real estate, whether that be doing a couple of deals a year, flipping houses, buying hold, commercial, doing notes, wholesaling, whatever it may be. Uh, we have a little bit of everything involved in that. So it's a family build up to, to support you and move you in the direction that you want to be. Uh, I'm the host of the Power of Finance show, which is all about financial literacy. And I have, uh, I well, my first book actually just went number one on Amazon in real estate. So that's pretty cool. Uh, that's called If You Can't Wholesale After This, I've Got Nothing For You. The second book is uh, coming out holiday season of 2018. It's called If You Can't Cash Flow After This, I've Got Nothing For You. So those, those are a couple of things that I got going on. On top of the personal investment business, which we are heavily focused on acquiring assets right now and continuing to uh, purchase property. That way we can continue to rent out and build generational wealth. That is, that is the main focus. That, you're right. That does kind of sound like a lot. It does. But <laughs> you know what you said, what I really like is you said I'm building assets. Now, that's not what we're taught to do in school. So give us, give the audience a little background on you. Um, you know, uh, we can see in the, in the back uh, there that you like baseball and, and, and you're, and maybe from Akron because uh, uh, you know, we got the Jersey back there and everything else, but tell us a little bit about your background. Are you, are you from Ohio? You know, tell us a little bit about it. Yes. I am from Northeast Ohio. I am a slight baseball fan. I have like 80 or 90 hats on my wall right now for anybody that can't say it. Basically, you walk into my office, it looks like a lid store. Yeah. That's all, I've always wanted that. I, I just keep adding to it. I am a hat guy, so I wear a different hat every day. And I went to the University of Akron and played baseball there. So my dream was to always play professional baseball. And when that didn't happen, I was really lost. <laughs> so basically, I never got bigger than what a lot of people do in high school. So I'm 5'11", like 160 pounds soaking wet. So when I was a pitcher, um, I never really got to that next level of being sized and throwing hard enough. So when the dream of playing professionally didn't work out, I had to figure out what to do, what to do for myself. Naturally, what I did was I went and got a job, got really, really in debt, financially crippled myself because I didn't know any better, and then had to find a way to adapt out of that and change my life because I was going down a path that was not good. Um, I was going to be, there's nothing wrong with being an employee uh, whatsoever, but I was being an employee of things that I didn't enjoy doing. I didn't enjoy what I did day to day. 
I was in financial distress. I didn't understand how currency works. Notice I didn't say money, I said currency. Um, I didn't understand how capital worked, anything like that, or how to put it to work for me. So I really put myself in a situation where I made, I had to make $100,000 a year to make the in, minimum interest payments on my debts. Wow. Yeah, that's, <laughs> so, that makes so, me say, wow, just thinking about it too. So that's where, like, that's actually where I started. So people usually ask me, like, how did you become uh, somebody who wanted to educate others on financial freedom? Why do you think your purpose is to uh, end financial suffering? What, what made you, what triggered you to learn about finance and how money really worked and how you could create freedom. And it was from a hundred percent pain. That's where it came from. Right. You know, it's funny. um, There's a great quote that says, uh, um, you know, pains taught me a lot, but pleasures never taught me anything. And, you know, I know Tony Robbins says we're motivated by two things, pain and pleasure and pain's stronger. But I think that other quote is better because pain is what molds us. But when, you know, we really don't learn anything from pleasure. You know, we, we really have to have the, the, the pain. And kind of the way that I look at it is it's like a silversmith back in the day with a big tub of, um, with a big tub of silver. And they're heating up the silver and they're sifting away the bad parts of the silver until the silver becomes so pure that they can see themselves in the, the vat of silver. So we, we have to have that. And even in the Bible, um, in James, he, he says, you know, um, you know, be thankful for the adversity that God puts in your life, because that will mold you. And so it did mold you. And, you know, one thing you're saying, and I want you to talk a little bit more about, is you're talking about what you have to do for yourself. You educated yourself mm-hmm. talk about kind of your your path there yeah once i got to a certain pain threshold it was it was really decision time so for whatever reason and i don't know what the reason was thank you god on this i was sitting in my cubicle one day and it hit me that i had 25 dollars in my account i was working every day but i had 25 dollars in my account and i think i was 20 i'm 31 now i think i was 25 at the time that this happened mm-hmm and I remember thinking, just doing the math, I was like, so I'm 25 and I have $25. Does that mean when I'm 50, I'm gonna have 50 if I keep doing what I'm doing? And that's like when it hit me in the face, like it hit, like it hit me, it was like Tyson walked in the room and clocked me with like one of his underhand rights, like it was bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, like he hit me with an uppercut on that. And like literally since that day, I remember that day sitting in my cubicle like it was yesterday. I can tell you everything that was going around me and I just had that epiphany at that point. And that was when I made the decision, okay, I need to do something different. Now I had never read a book in my life at that point, not even through school. You're going, hey, I played, you were in college, you played college baseball. Right. I didn't go to class and I didn't ever buy a textbook. You must so have been a good player. No. I was that guy. So I, yeah, everyone asked me like, what'd you major in? Eligibility is what I was majoring in. I was, I was simply there to play baseball, that was it. Yeah. And um, so I went and bought a handful of books and you would probably recognize all of them. One of the one that you probably talk about the most is rich dad, poor dad. That was, that was one of the ones. Yep. A big one that I read was think and grow rich. Absolutely. And then, and then a, I think one of the best books ever written. And one of the ones that has most spoken to me is called the richest man in Babylon. Yep. 
So I read that one and that's the one that spoke to me the most. Yeah. Yeah, That one spoke to me the most because I realized like I can have literally these principles in place. And if I just practice these principles, things will get better. So I started to do that. And at that point I didn't have real estate. I didn't have, I didn't have anything of my own. I just trial was trying to improve my situation later. Real estate didn't come until later. I tried eight different things before real estate that, also didn't work out. <laughs> but, but you learn from your failures, right? I mean, that's what every successful person says. So so thinking about these books, by the way, have you read As a Man Thinketh, James Allen, back in 1902? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's sitting on my shelf next to me right now. Yeah, I was going to say you, you could read it while we were uh, in the in the time that this podcast is on because it's, yeah, it's, it's like 27 pages or something. It's yeah. the greatest short book that I've ever read in my life. And um, uh, it, it, you know, just, it's, it's so true though. If we let negative things in our mind, then we start to cultivate negative things. If we only put, as soon as we start to think negative and we start to put positive thoughts in our minds, then we'll start to cultivate positive thoughts and positive thoughts become positive actions, which become positive results. Um, so the richest man in Babylon um, you know, the book that I think is kind of the richest man in Babylon for the business owner is Profit First a little bit. You know, it has some similarities. Have you read that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, very principle-based, very actionable. That's yeah. the stuff that I love. That was a huge inspiration for how I wrote my book, actually. Really? And if you would have said, I, would, I, I would, two years ago, if you would have said, you're going to write a book yeah. and it's going to be wildly successful and you're going to write a second one, like, yeah. I would have never believed you. That that goes back to what you were saying earlier is, is you learn from pain. Yeah. So I've learned that there's different tiers of responses or different tiers of consequences. Yep. So it seems to be, uh, I think they talk about this in the Bible and a really good book that I'll probably mention later as uh, principles by Ray Dalio. He speaks on this. Yeah. That when you adopt pain or discomfort first, the result of adopting pain and discomfort is actually comfort. So if you go to the gym, what are you doing? You're putting yourself through pain because going to the gym is painful. It's uncomfortable. You're adopting that. And the result of that is you feel good. You look good. You're healthier. Yeah. You're more energetic. Like there's nothing but good after the pain. Meanwhile, if you eat a cupcake, you're adopting comfort by eating the cupcake. And what's the result after that? You feel bad. You don't look as good. You're not as healthy. So in doing that, when you're saying pain is the teacher, I've actually started to look for discomfort or look for the uncomfortable moment and using it as a signal that maybe that's the thing I need to go after and do. So when I was a part of a business challenge, uh, one of the things I was looking at to set myself aside was I'm going to write a book. Nobody else is going to write a book. Right. I could never write a book before. Like I was never a good writer in school or anything. And I sat down and talked about something that I was passionate about and it resonated with people. And man, it's really worked out, but that is 100% from adopting the discomfort of, I don't know how to publish it. Right. I've, I had no idea how to publish it at that this point. Now I do. Uh, <laughs> you know, now I have the team in place to do it. No idea how to publish it. I have no idea how people would take it. I have no idea what the reviews would be. I didn't know if people, like, I didn't know if it would sell a single copy. That would be awfully painful. So by adopting all of that and doing it anyways has resulted in quite the experience. That's awesome. So, um, you got a, what was the first book called again? The first book is called, if you can't wholesale after this, I've got nothing for you. And it's all about, it's a blueprint, literally step-by-step step. it's eight steps to getting your first deal in real estate and then scaling it up with none of your own money or cash. And then the second book is called, if you can't cash flow after this, 
I've got nothing for you. So it's all about turning your income or your earned income into repeat income. That way you don't have to go to work for it anymore. Have your money work for you and not go to work for money. Right. Um, so uh, that's great. And, and I would recommend anybody grab those books um, and, uh, and, um, and read them and, and put in the principles. I like when people put, like you just said, a blueprint. You know, one mm -hmm. of the things that we talk about is our breakaway blueprint. And you kind of talked about that breakaway moment that the pain made you break away. But then as you start to make some deals, like you said, if, if you can't wholesale, then I've got nothing for you. Here's a blueprint. If, you know, there's no excuse. Now go do this. Right? None. Yep, exactly. It's and literally then, step by step. <laughs> and then you have a backup or you have some uh, support resources through the kingdom. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so the kingdom is a family that's in a community that's built uh, to support people moving in the direction that they want within business or real estate, with a with a with a main focus of real estate, I should say. So, so it's you know again, you got to remember that some of our audience are old guys like me. So it's a Facebook group. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah so, so we, you got to go back our... to the begin. Go back to the <laughs> basics for us, Todd. So when so where the kingdom actually started, this is kind of a cool story too. Um, because there was actually some pain in this as well, now that I think of it. Uh, so for anybody that's ever been on Facebook before, there's a lot of people with Facebook groups out there where people can join together and talk about, you know, specific topics. And they're usually open to everybody. So there, if you go to Facebook and you look up real estate groups, there's a lot of real estate groups, which is fine. But they're all complete garbage, which is not fine. So there's a lot of bad misinformation. There's a lot of spamming. There's a lot of people frauding each other. Like, hey, I got this house. You can take it, blah, 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 for this price. And they send them the money and they've never had that house before. So terrible things like that. And you're constantly trying to cycle through that and figure out what's real and what's not. So there was one Facebook group that was uh, led by, who's actually my business partner in the kingdom now. Um, he was running a group and putting a lot of time into actually putting out quality content and then taking care of the spam and getting rid of the people who uh, were causing problems, which became a full-time job after a while. So we ended up linking up and we were running the group together for a little while. And that's when I discovered, I, I, I decided on the idea that what if we had something that only had the core people that really truly cared that were taking the action on their lives and wanted to change it and t taking the action on their business. So I was like, the only way to eliminate all the problems with the spam is to not make it free. Right. You put a small fee behind it. Anybody just looking to spam and take from people, they aren't going to give, right? They're not going to give the $45 a month or 50, whatever it was at the time, the 50 bucks a month at the time to be a part of the community. So it literally started as a $50 a month Facebook group and turned into something with literally step-by-step -step guides on wholesaling, buy and hold, commercial, residential, uh, owning, owning debt, which is, you know, retail notes, uh, yep owner finance, creative finance, financial literacy. I mean, literally trainings on all of that, which might sound overwhelming, but it's all organized in a way that it walks you through it step-by-step step, and you have mentors and community members that you can trust and, and look up to and get your questions answered and you can be in the community at any time. So that's literally what it's been built into. So our main uh, meeting place is Facebook group, but we actually have four live, uh, we call it Kingdom Connect. We have four live Connect meetings now uh, per year where we actually get together. We were just in Arizona. We were in Ocean Isle, uh, North Carolina before that. And we're going to be in Charlotte next. And we have some pretty big plans for that. So we're actually getting everybody together 
in one big mansion and then doing education and uh, we had a life coach there. I mean, we're, we're trying to take care of everybody as much as possible to get them to that next step. That's awesome. I mean, I, you know, what I really love is um, one of the things that people talk about is, you know, I've heard this my whole life. I'm 53 years old, but I've been in business and I've been in wealth management and in the financial services industry since I was 22. And I've owned a lot of different businesses, own a lot of businesses now. But um, I always hear this. I'm too young or I'm too old or I don't have enough money or I don't have, I mean, there's all these excuses to actually getting out there. And you said something, you know, what I love about you and Matt Anderson and some of the other people that we have on here. And, you know, we're going to have to get some old guys on here to kind of balance that out. (laughs) You know, the guy that says, Hey, I'm 60. I can't start breaking away from the herd. Now I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm on the truck going to the slaughterhouse. I might as well just, you know, follow through on this. Um, (laughs) is is that you know you're never too young you're never too old uh to do the right thing and to break away and take control of your life so you know if you could communicate one principle or idea to people what would it be just one financial freedom is 100 percent a choice yeah yeah that is that i believe that wholeheartedly i have an entire business based on it because of the belief in it yeah. And it's simply following a blueprint of financial principles and steps to get you there. And the other problem is people think like, oh, I don't have 30 years to do that. Well, one, it doesn't take 30, two yeah. or three. Like you can be financially free in a couple of years. Yeah. If you do, though, I mean, if you do, if you really take off early, it might even be sooner than that. It's 100% possible. Right. I've seen, I've seen people do it in, in the real estate realm in a couple of deals. It's not super common, yeah. but like in the business realm, uh, yeah. just, a lot of people even have income now yeah. that they don't even understand how powerful it can be. Right. That all they have to do is reroute what it's actually doing yeah. and they would be in a much better situation. So definitely financial, financial freedom is 100% a choice. You know, we talk about what we talk a lot about, Todd, is getting money to flow to you instead of away from you. And it's just basically some of the things you just said. And people just have to understand, all you got to do is turn that flow a little bit and then it'll gain momentum and then it'll gain velocity. And pretty soon you have plenty of money to go do the things. I, you know, I was working with a company down in Lincoln, Nebraska a couple of weeks ago and they have doubled their field force, which is in the hundreds, by the way, in the last three months. That's that's no joke. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. $278 million of revenue i think so far this year or that's what they're projecting by the end of the year a billion dollars next year now i'm working towards that that's where i'm headed exactly that's what i mean but it starts it starts with having people to coach you and mentor you and and show you the way right i mean we could draw up how to go run a marathon right now but you know what, on the day when it's 12 below zero and you don't want to go out and run and, you know, like your tread, you know, the treadmill is boring, you know, you need that coach saying, hey, Todd, I'm calling you at one o'clock to see how your run went. So you better have it done by then, you know, or, hey, here's the steps, you know, and, and I, I don't believe in motivation. I, I believe that that you can't motivate anybody. All you can do is create an atmosphere to where people want to motivate themselves. I've That's never so had a problem with motivation. I grew up very poor. I, I mean, my, my dad drove, um, I was adopted. My adopted parents dro- worked in a factory and drove a trash truck. 
I wasn't taught about money, but I was never unmotivated. Yeah, but you were never going to be lazy because of that. So yeah. I want to mention something with what you just yeah. said. You just mentioned that you don't believe in motivation. So motivation, for anybody listening to this, motivation is not real. Yeah. If you only did things when you're motivated to do it, motivation comes after you start acting on something. So that's not motivation. Right. It's actually direction and purpose, right? Yep. So if you're working on something that you believe in, that's purpose and passion. If you're working on something that you don't believe in, it's stress, right? Yeah. So motivation is not real. What is real is habits. Yep. So if you adopt the pain and discomfort of building a new habit, which it sucks, by the way, I'm not telling you that it's one, it's going to happen overnight and two, that it's not going to be like super comfortable because it's not. Yep. Um, like if you want to get in the habit of going to the gym every morning, those first 60 days are going to be hellacious. But every day after those 60 days, it's going to be the favorite part of your day. You're right. So you have to get other things like that. You have to build things to a point where even if you don't feel good, you're going to be doing it because you're going to feel worse if you don't do it. Right. And that's what it's taken me on my businesses and me and my personal life and my financial life to do. That way I continue to practice the principles that I need to, to continue growing day to day, even if I'm not having a great day. Cause nobody has it. No, nobody's a, nobody's day. Every day is great. For sure, especially, especially if you're in business. If you're in business, just be, be prepared to be punched in the face daily. Yeah, as, as an entrepreneur, there, there, there may be an hour of the day where you feel like you're going out of business, an hour of the day which you, where you think you're the, the smartest person in the world, and you know, in an hour, most of the time, somewhere in between there, but you're riding the roller coaster you know, daily, weekly, um, whatever. But you know, something you just said too, the, the habits, you know, I, you know, I've been, again, for 30 years in business, I've heard, you know, it takes 21 days to form a habit. Now, I'm not disputing that, but I'm saying it takes 90 days to ingrain that habit in you. At least. Right? Yeah, at least, right? Because there's a point where it just is automatic. But, and then when you think about it, whether it's finance or physical or anything else, is there's another great little book, and I think it was written by, uh, I want to say, uh, James Gray or Jim Gray, and it's called The Common Denominator of Success. Hmm. And, and, you know, and when, when people ask me, this is my version of that quote, is um, successful people make a habit of doing things unsuccessful people either can't or won't do. 100% and, true. You know, I, I tell people in, in this business, like in the Create Tailwind business, just to take that part, I'm, as you already know, because you're a client, is I'm passionate about sharing with people how to do something different financially and break away from the pack. Now, I do it because I love to do that. I love to, uh, to um, communicate that with people. I own a factory because I worked in a factory when I was 13 years old, I swung a hammer for eight hours a day. Now I would like to say I swung it for eight hours a day, but you know, that would be a lie because you can't swing a hammer, even if you get good righty and lefty for eight hours, but there was breaks in there. And, and it, you know what it taught me is I don't want to swing a hammer for eight hours a day. I can't, I can't swing a hammer one time a day. So not one hour a day, one time a day. That's I'm, I'm terrible at stuff like that. And you know, what's funny is what taught me, uh, that I could never do something similar to that was actually my dad. I watched my dad wake up at four in the morning and get home at 4 PM every day. Yeah. And I remember like in high school, like passing him on the road, 
Yeah. <laughs> like coming home and he's going to work. I was like, I remember thinking, I can't do that. What am right. I going to do? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, you know, that's funny you say that because um, there's the said principle, specific adaptation to impose demands. And, you know, um, sometimes our parents and our grandparents and they, they worked hard all day long, physical, you know, if they, if they were manual laborers and, and, and it's tough, but you know who I think like I could never do that is my wife was a, was a teacher, uh, for a while. And I thought you could not pay me enough money to sit in a room with 20 kids. I yeah. love kids but you could not pay me enough to do it. I physically, mentally, emotionally couldn't do it. I would be, I'd quit. I, I mean, I, I, if you forced me to do it, it'd be like my personal hell is to have to be in there listening to these whiny little kids for that long. Yeah. And the second you sit down, you actually become physically ill. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, you think about it or, hey, I've got to, I've got to, you know, um, do something like where they used to work their butts off for 10 hours a day or 12 hours a day like you said with your with your pops I mean it's that's tough and you say man I couldn't do that if that's what I have to do I'm not sure I can do it yeah so he actually ended up raising accidentally two entrepreneurs because my yeah. brother owns his own businesses too so nice. Nice. they were both like we can't do that we gotta figure something else out man what a great lesson you know yeah. he, he was he was mentoring you and he probably didn't even know it Right. That's why I've, you have no idea how many times I've told them that. And they just, my parents just laugh about it now, but yeah. it was, that was a real thing. Like watching that every day, I'm like, I can't do that. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do, yeah. but I know it can't be that. Yeah. Yeah. So what's, what's, uh, you know, what are the future uh, projects that you got coming up with the kingdom or obviously the new book coming out? Yeah. New book coming out. I love, right. I have fallen in love with writing. I love connecting people with that way. The messages that I get, being able to interact with everybody. I love the distribution of it. Like I really like the business model behind books. Yeah. Um, and I like that my books, this isn't a knock on anybody. My books are meant to help. They aren't meant to be like lead generators. A lot right. of people will put out a book and like, Hey, have it for free with shipping and all this. It's great. That's fine. Especially yeah. if you have like a legitimate program or whatever it may be that you want to bring people into your community that's perfectly fine I have no problem with that but for me what I wanted to do and my purpose behind it was to I'm going to write you something step by step which is why the name is what it is that if you follow the book and take action on it by the time you're at the end of the book you've completed what the book was meant to do which was right. help you complete a deal or scale or whatever it may be yep. and on top of that if you never talk to me if you never reach out to me if you never reach out to a community that I'm a part of it's fine. Yeah. You can still be helped. So if you have $17 to your name, like you can get to that next level. Because when I started, I had 11 bucks. When I closed my first deal, I had $11 in my checking account. Wow. I was so, like, I was in a bad way. So I wanted to help people who, one, who have ever felt that situation or two, or maybe in that situation. Yeah. So definitely more writing for sure. Um, financial literacy book in the future for sure. Third part of the I've Got Nothing For You series because it's a three-part and then something I'm actually really excited. I haven't told anybody about this actually. See, you're already getting information out of me. Yeah, I've like actually that. haven't, I'm actually mapping this out right now. I have an illustrator in order. Um, who's my brother. He's an amazing illustrator. He's an incredible artist. So yeah. um, it's funny that, you know, entrepreneur, this is what he enjoys on the side. So we're going to put that together is I am writing a series of kids books. Nice. Because I've noticed that when I talk to somebody who 
is 25, 30, 35. They have some issues ingrained in them and, and it's difficult for them to overcome. And I was thinking, how do I get to them before they're 35? I'm going to start when they're kids. So I'm going to start with kids books. That way when they grow up, they can, they can start there. They can start with the lessons in the kids books that are entertaining, but they're educational and they actually teach something uh, you know, that way, if you read through them, you're like, you, you literally feel better when you're done reading them. Right. right. Because they're teaching you a principle or a purpose. And then as you grow up, you can read the more technical ones all the way to the point where you don't have to go work for somebody if you don't want to. You can right. build something on your own. Financial education in this country is just, it's, it's horrible. And I like to ask, you know, anybody that listened to the Matt Anderson uh, podcast, I love to ask doctors this question. How many years did you go to school? Sometimes it's 17, right? And how many uh, business classes did you have? How, how many economics classes did you have? And zero, that's right. And, you know, but even somebody, I had somebody uh, that was an uh, economics major. And I asked them, how many classes did you have that taught you really about money and finance? You know what they said? I mean, an economics major, zero that really taught them how money works. Yeah, they just teach you the number side. They don't teach you actually how it works. Right, and you know, it's in, in, you know, it's, that's what our passion is at Crate Tailwind is we're just teaching people and our, our thing's the same way. And I think you know this because you've been through it is, you know, we help, people almost have to ask us to become a client. Like, cause we're never gonna ask you like, okay, now you have to decide you wanna become a client or not. We just keep on educating you and you you would decide at some point in time, hey, I want to become a client. And uh, and it's funny, it's the same thing that you're saying is, I'm going to teach you this stuff. And if you decide you want to implement it, then great. And that you could take it, you know, I was, I love to, to say to somebody, you can take this higher than I am and more than I've done with it. You could, you could become a billionaire with it, with the same principles that I'm going to teach you and show you, because then it's up to you. And it, sport. and it doesn't hurt that that's what billionaires do too. our, our practice, you know, the principles that we're talking about, you know, financial principle, number one, pay yourself financial principle, number two, understand and get your bad debt on a plan under, you know, principle number three, understand value, understand true value, understand yeah. that the things that you purchase, it's either going to go down to zero or hold closer to where you purchased it. The more you purchase things that hold close to where you purchased it, the better more things you get out of your life that go down to zero, the better, like, right. And now that, all that sounds so simple. Like, Oh, pay yourself. I get paid every week. No pay yourself. Right. Like yeah. that money, like there's a certain percentage of that money can't go anywhere, but you, that way you can invest it and build a foundation. Yeah. It doesn't take that long to see like a serious change. And, and by the way, you know, when you, when you go and you talk to a wall street based financial planner, advisor, insurance agent, whatever you want to call them, is, you know, they're telling you what you should do, not what they do. And people that are in your space and the space with Create Tailwind in our space is, this is what we are doing. This works. This is what we are doing. We're having success with it. I'm not, you know, um, Robert Kiyosaki talks about Wall Street as a place, you, you know, that you pull up in a Rolls Royce to take advice from somebody who um, comes to work in the, with the subway. Yeah. <laughs> Are uh, via the subway. So, um, you know, you have to really walk the walk. And there's a lot of people out there that talk about cash flow and, 
and cash flow banking and privatized banking and all this stuff. And they tried to put their own label on it and everything else. But you know, the, the truth doesn't need to be labeled. And, but, but you can't tell somebody how to do something if you're not doing it. And, I agree. And, 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 and it's, you know, that's what I love about you is you've actually done this. Hey, I had $11 when I started. Oh yeah. And, that sucked. And, and, and you're, and you're 31, did you say? Yeah. So yeah, turned 31 in August. Yeah. So, so broke to, to doing good, writing your own books, helping other people in six years. Yo, so oh, yeah. Somebody says yep. I'm too young. I'm too old. Okay. If you're, if you're, if you're 65 years old, you got six years. Yeah. You know, oh yeah. Got, right. You got, you got 10 years. If you're you know, 65, you probably have 20 years. Yeah, you probably, I mean, by the way, if you're, if you and your wife, you and your husband either are 65 and you're both reasonably healthy, there's a, there's a more than a 50% chance that one of you will live past 95, which is crazy, right? It I is mean, crazy. That's the statistics on that are amazing, actually. And then something you mentioned, what was it? I might've lost it. Oh, you were talking about, um. That's supposed to happen when you're older, Todd. Yeah, I was about to say. Now, 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 I'm losing it right now. It's okay. Uh, you can keep. You can go. I'll come back to it. But you know the, the the you know the point is is that we have clients that are in their 70s. We have clients that are in their 20s, and and it's really just taking that first step and breaking away. That's one of the reasons that it's making that decision to break away. It's just saying I'm not going to do things you know, with Wall Street, I'm not going to do things where people are going to make money from me, and they're going to control my money. We yeah. like to say whoever controls the money makes the money. But everything that you're saying and that you're advocating is it's a participatory sport. And you're okay with that, because you were a baseball player, you know that if you put in the time in the winter, then it's going to show in the spring. And then it's going to show in the summer. And you know, you got to put the work in you got to put the pain in that's the work to get the pleasure. So absolutely. And then if you are participating yourself, this is what I was going to say. Yeah. And when you're participating yourself, you'd be amazed if you go the more traditional routes and you aren't looking at the, the fine details and someone else is controlling your money. That's someone else who's controlling your money. They're trying to solve their money problems with yeah. your capital. That's right. And that's really dangerous. Like that's, that's yeah. not good. They, they don't know. They're there because they don't know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know too many multiple, multiple, multiple millionaires or billionaires that go to work every day to solve their money problems with other right. people's capital. You know what I mean? Now, yeah. obviously, they use OPM for investments and things like that, and they offer opportunities to other people, but it's not the same. They aren't getting a commission on a sale. Like, they aren't a salesman. Right. So what you're going to get is if you go into a really nice office with a stockbroker or financial planner is you're going to see a, a nice suit, a tie that's way more than what you should spend on a tie. That's probably going to get some food dropped on it. <laughs> and, and if you say to them, you know, uh, other people's money, leverage, velocity of money, all of a sudden their heads are going to spin in a circle and they're going to pass out because they have no idea what you're talking about. Which, right? is, really which is really unfortunate. It because again, choice. financial freedom is a, a choice. Like the money that you yeah. make now, like what you do with it is your choice. So yeah. 
you know, it's like Kiyosaki says when he says, when we look back and think that we put kids in a room with 20 or 30 kids in that room, one teacher and expected them to sit there for eight hours a day and learn, it's going to seem like it was barbaric, right? Mm-hmm. And I believe it's the same thing when, when we look back on history way after I'm gone and you say, think in, in this, for this century, we expected people to earn money they didn't even see it. It came out of their paycheck. It went to Wall Street. And then they waited 10, 20, 30, 40 years and then showed up and said, okay, how much do I have? And the whole time, they didn't know how much they were paying in fees. They didn't know what they were invested in. They didn't know what kind of performance they were going to get. It's going to seem like it was insane, which it is. Insane. Which, I was about to say, which we both agree that it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, Todd. So uh, wrapping up, if you could uh, only give away one book, what would it be? If I give away one book, if I could only give away one book, it would be Richest Man in Babylon. I think everybody on the planet should read that book because awesome. that will build the foundation for you. If I could give away two books, yeah, the second book would be Principles by Ray Dalio. Great. Great. He's, not a, he's not a bad guy to listen to being worth like, I don't know, $16 billion or something like that. And sure. running them, creating and running the most profitable hedge fund in history of man. So just... But what's funny is like, he obviously talks about that and money and like the, the things behind that. Yeah. You'd be amazed on the things that you can pull out of that book. I keep looking at it up at it right now. Yeah. Uh, that are based on like literally how he got through and helped his son fight bipolar disorder. Right. But you would never think that that's in that book. And then you're able to relate somebody to yourself through that, throughout that section. And you're like, this is how I can help, or this is what's actually going on because you can't see mental health. So you actually don't understand that it's a physiological difference. But once like that actually clicks with you, you're like, Oh, this opens up everything. So like, even like little things like that, like that was, that's a far off example, but that's literally in the book. So it's, it's amazing how many people it can touch and the actionable steps. Cause we like that, right? Yeah. The actionable steps that are portrayed within that book. Cause it's insane. I've applied, multiple steps out of that book already and my life has improved tenfold in the matter of the year that I've had the book. You know, what's, what's funny about that book is, and I've um, read the book um, is I got it on audible and I gave it to somebody on audible. And I don't remember if it's 10 or if it's 16 hours, it's like 22. It's big. It's a big book. It was a, it was a big number, right? Yeah. The person says, I don't have 22 hours to listen to that book. Now, the funny thing is, if, if I said to you, I have Ray Dalio in my, uh, in my conference room. In my office, yeah. yeah. Would you, I mean, would you go, would you go sit with him and, and learn from him for eight hours, 20 hours, whatever it is? You in two seconds would with a, you'd have a, a, you know, a box of pens and a stack of paper to take notes. And you do, you have that. You know, you have that. I mean, we live in a world where we can educate ourselves but we have to educate ourselves. Right? Yeah, we gotta. We have to be open to it. That's right. So, what do you need when you're educating yourself? Is you need a teacher, you need a coach, and um, you know, Todd, I, I thank you for coming on today and spending the time. And you know, you're you're coaching people, you're teaching people through your books, through your website, um, and remind people of how they can. Um, and we'll put a link on createtailwind.com to the kingdom. Um, but I mean, are you accepting new members to the kingdom real estate group? Yes. Yes, we are right now. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so you can find me, you can follow me on Instagram at Todd underscore M as in Michael underscore Fleming, F L E M I N G. 
And uh, so I do a lot of free content on there. I do a lot of uh, principles and training and experience stuff on there. I show you real estate deals and things like that. That way you can get like kind of a day in the life of. I do a lot with that. Uh, Thekingdomrealestate.com, poweroffinance.com. Power of Finance is actually switching over to my personal website. So I should just mention that toddmfleming.com. That's where that's going to be now. Yeah. And then uh, those are the best places to find me and, right, so. and, and interact and, and hop on, be part of the community and improve and, you know, be, be one of the winners, be one of the, be one of the shining testimonials and reviews and people that are moving forward that, you know, everyone's going to look up to. Awesome. Well, Hey, thank you for uh, taking your time. Like I said, thank you for being a client at Create Tailwind. And thank you for being a friend. I appreciate your time and your advice for everybody and sharing. So have a, uh, you know, have a great day and everybody go look up Todd. And uh, um, like I said, we'll put some links on createtailwind.com and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us. Perfect. Thank you, man. And then you can, uh, you'll be able to grab everything on Amazon. So I appreciate it. Awesome. Gotta love Amazon. Yeah, right. Yeah, they're the kings. Want to become your own banker and build wealth on your terms? We'd love to help. Go to createtailwind.com to learn more and schedule a complimentary consultation.